Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and here's... Uh, um Ah, oh, who is it this week? Ah, <clears throat> oh, it's Dave Craig. Hi, hi. You have to check the auto queue. Then the auto queue was running a bit slow. Sorry. Uh, it's very high tech. This podcast, as you imagine, Pete and I are both sitting in professional TV studios, and Pete's auto queue was just breaking down a bit there. So yeah, that's yeah, why sorry. I can't remember the name. Um, are, are we well? Uh, yeah, I'm all good. See you. Yes, 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 yes. I am good actually. I am good. I um. Sort of, this episode only comes about three or four episodes after the one from last week, doesn't it? So it's a kind yes. of a, like a semi-follow-on, but not quite, which was slightly disorientating. We've jumped forward four episodes, I believe. But that is, we were doing that because uh, we do the episodes in the order you request them. So if that involves a strange erratic order, oh, yeah. fight it out amongst yourselves. Absolutely. I mean, don't fight each other. I don't, we don't need any fighting. Um, but... Uh, that is that is the nature of the podcast, Pete. That absolutely is. And the other nature of the podcast is that this one is very much a, what's the word, bridging episode, you know? The regular season into, basically, as soon as this episode ended, I was like, oh, this is where the story begins. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's chapter one of the, the end, you know? Yeah, we're on the brink of the ending of, well, do you want to just say what episode it is? Yes, it's the one, Peter, where, well, actually, shall I let the request tell you? Yeah, uh, okay. Hi, Dave and Pete, adore the podcast. It kept me laughing all through lockdowns. Um, I would like to request the one where Rachel is late. Having heard you say season eight's the least requested, I was surprised. Oh, this is why we've had a flurry, isn't it? Because we said it. Yeah. Probably about this time last year, but never mind. Um, I think this is a great episode with both Schwimmer and Aniston on point. While the subplots are a bit mediocre, they highlight how much Joey owes Chandler. They really do. Thanks for all the entertainment, Sam. Thank you, Sam, for the request. Uh, it's our pleasure to present to you the one where... I don't know why I'm doing it. Like, <laughs> like the start of a, a theatre show. It's our pleasure now to present to you the one where Rachel is late. Synopsis? Yeah, go for it. Uh, season 8, episode 22, 227-420. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, 420-friendly. Great. Joey invites Chandler to his movie's premiere, but Chandler falls asleep during it. Meanwhile, Rachel is very frustrated with the fact she's eight days late and will try anything to induce a labour, including having sex with Ross, which leads to a bet between Monica and Phoebe, and Rachel goes into labour 
at the end of the episode. So should we polish off Joey's premiere first? Because that is certainly... There's only two plots, really, aren't there? There's sort of Baby Gate and then... Um, Joey and Chandler. Movie Gate. Yeah, let's do that then. Um, so finally getting Joey's... It kind of comes out of nowhere a bit. Maybe that's just watching it back. But for, even from memory, like... Joey was filming it, wasn't he, when Monica and Chandler got married... And then you hear little references to it, but then suddenly it's like, oh, my movie's coming out. I'm a big, massive movie star. I was slightly underwhelmed to hear the film or see the film is called Over There. Yes, yes. It's not a... doesn't sort of grip you, does it? It doesn't make you go, I must go to the cinema and see that. Yeah, I'm off I'm off to see Over There. Off to see Over There. And where are you going? Over there. To see Over There. <laughs> um, but it's it's always nice to have a, uh, an Estelle appearance, isn't it? Yes, I, I I sort of thought in my head that Estelle was dead by now. <laughs> um, but no, here she is. She, Estelle dies surprisingly late. I mean, she, yeah, she, she's she's season ten. Isn't yeah, it's she? like three episodes from the end, or is it something ludicrous like the the one just before the finale? You know, it's real late. So yeah, you get a lot of Estelle, but she's not really knocking about. It must be weird being the actors that play those characters, you know? The sort of, yeah. just occasionally, we'll just get a call going, you're in this episode for 19 seconds this week, are you free? And that might be sort of like a year since they were last required. Right. At, 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 perhaps it, at least. I wonder how it works. This is a very boring chat, actually, that I'm about to embark on, but, you know, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, you're here now. I wonder, I wonder how it works in general with sitcoms and... Um, Scenes where it's not like Estelle's on retainer, you know. It's not like they've got her in a in a cupboard and they can just wheel her out to do a scene whenever they want. But then, because she has a set fee every time she well, appears. probably. But there's no guarantee she's going to be available, is it? Like, they, what do they do? I, right? I think you can <laughs> safely say she will be. Yeah, maybe Estelle's not the right. But oh, I'm on holiday that week. You know, when like Richard it. pops back and people that are like you know famous in demand actors. Um, or suddenly, you know, Reese Witherspoon pops back or whatever. I mean, there must just be an element of, okay, so we've had an idea, but that does kind of rely on Tom Selleck being knocking about. So should we get him and wait and see if he's confirmed and then we'll have to write it? It just feels a bit like, oh, it feels a bit exhausting, to be perfectly honest, you know? Yeah, true. Um, but Estelle is here. She has one scene. She has sold four of Joey's tickets on eBay, uh, which considering the theatre for the premiere... I mean, we, we 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 don't like to brag, do we, people? We've been to a few movie premieres in our time, and they're usually in. I haven't. Yeah, you have. Come on, of course you have. In, in your radio days down here, I haven't been to a film. Have I been to a film? You must. Have oh, done. I've been to one. Right. I've been. Uh, I think I've been to one. Yeah. Um, but like, they're do all you, less. Do you want to know what it was? Yeah, I do. Go on. Wait, don't shouldn't fucking. No. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to sort of. Uh... It was the Star Trek one where Benedict Cumberbatch was the baddie. Okay. That's all I remember about it. I don't think I've ever seen that. I've not seen many of the Star Trek movies, to be fair. That's a good one, though. Was was yeah. uh, was old Benny C there? I assume so. Yeah, but you didn't see... You didn't, oh, I wasn't looking out. It was just a long time ago, you know? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but that one, I presume, was what? In Leicester Square, big red carpet, hundreds and hundreds of seats, all that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. Joey's appears to be in, like, screen five of the local Savoy. Um... But did you spot who? Yeah, the cameo. Yeah. The cameo. Yeah, I'd say this is the single greatest Friends cameo, and this is only uh, exciting for British people, isn't it? Once I clocked this person, yeah, holding out a microphone and not saying anything on the and red carpet, only being able to see part of his head. Yeah. Once I clocked that it was him, 
um, a bell rang in my mm. head, and I thought, "Oh, hang on! I think I, I think I knew that he was in this." I think we've discussed this before, or did I send you a? I think, I think this did the rounds a few years ago. It was a, like a thing, didn't it? And did one of us text each other, you know, going, "Have you seen this?" Or did we talk about it on the podcast? Yeah, you know, something like that. Because I went, "Oh yeah, I remember that now." Basically, Good Morning Britain presenter Ben Shepherd and the Tipping Point presenter Ben Shepherd yeah. is in Friends as a, a silent person who holds out a microphone, uh, well, pretending to basically be himself as a sort of showbiz reporter. There's a lot of people in Friends that are British, you know, a lot of good British cameos. But I'd say out of all of them, Ben Shepherd is A, the most pleasing, and B, the person that's done the best to be in Friends, you know? He kind of looks exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think... I, you don't see him for long and you don't see much of him and you only see a chunk of his head. But that chunk of his head looks exactly like his head does now. Well, I spent, weirdly, completely on the side, but the same thing. I spent a lot of today watching Black Books um, and Bill Bailey looks exactly the same as he yeah. does now. That was so long ago and he's just got like it's the same with Ben Shepard same head same hair nothing's changed but like Bill Bailey sort of chose a sort of a look that was a bit wild and weird so that makes sense but Ben Shepard's just aged remarkably well hasn't he and yet somehow still has the same hair and it that still looks fine then and now yeah um but basically if you're not aware of who uh Ben Shepard is listeners around the world uh, imagine the presenter of a tea time quiz show. I think it's four o'clock, isn't it, on ITV? Yeah, but uh, he presents a quiz show and also does a program on, like our breakfast program on the ITV. He's a sort of like Alex Trebek type figure, I guess. But I think he's probably less, much less famous because our tea time quizzes are like. <laughs> Quite niche, aren't they? They're quite... The premise of Tipping Point is fucking wild. Oh, Tipping Point is one of those ones where actually you watch it and you get quite into it. But I remember when it came out going, are you fucking shitting me? I dated someone who several dates in revealed that he'd been on Tipping Point. <laughs> that, he was was like, the, that he was the presenter of Tipping Point. <laughs> I was like, why Why wouldn't you lead with that? Why wouldn't you tell me that? And he was like, well, it's because I got kicked out first. Oh, no, so, that's okay, embarrassing. Yeah. As a quiz, it's one of the easiest quizzes on TV, isn't it? But the premise of it, if you haven't seen it, if you're outside uh, Britain, is you know those... 2p machines where you're like will people outside britain even know what they are that's a great question isn't it i'm sure i don't think they will i'm not sure they're adorning the the rooms of vegas are they (laughs) yeah i think we've got those nailed down as a niche okay well google the 2p machines where the 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 the, the coin drops like an arcade game yeah an arcade game and it pushes it but that's the entirety of the game so the game show itself is basically ben shepherd just going uh what is one plus one and a member of the british probably going oh is it uh, gary coleman and then they go no it's two and then that goes on (laughs) for a while because they do I don't want to cut aspersions on your date Pete but they are a bit (laughs) it's a real pick of the bunch the tipping point contestants isn't it yeah that's that's fair Um, and then but then once you answered a few easy really easy questions you put a giant token in a random zone and drop it and then it's just absolute luck isn't it Mm. but as I say quite addictive don't mind it Um, I once met Ben Shepard you know um uh, that was he was he fine uh he was so he came into our office he was a guest on a podcast um at one of our podcasts and so he came into the office just for like five minutes before it and i was just doing a bit of work at the back of the room he was the nicest man i've ever met i think 
the nicest man you've ever met. Certainly up there. He'd certainly be. If I was doing nice man Olympics of people I've ever met, he would be he'd, right He'd be podium. He'd be, he would be, he'd certainly be in the final. He's definitely qualified wow. for the heats, yeah. He, um, he just, you know when you meet someone and they're not only really friendly and nice, but they're, they genuinely like ask you questions and talk to you. I don't know. It's weird. Like celebrities can be a bit weird, can't they? But mm. anyway, I just thought it's worth saying. Ben Shepherd, big thumbs. He gets the friends with friends two thumbs up of approval. There's one pop star I met who took a surprising level of interest in me. When you've interviewed, when you've had the opportunity to interview pop stars fairly regularly, as I've been fortunate enough to do, mm. you kind of get used to them going through the motions. And you're both there for a purpose. You do it, and it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, but he took a bizarre level of like interest, and and I was quite sort of taken aback by it. But in my head, all I could think about was the fact that someone once told me that he keeps chocolate under his bed to share with people he's just had sex with, <laughs> and so that was in my head the whole time. Is, I mean, are you going to say who it is? Or is no, it, I'm not going to say who that is. is well, I'll tell you who that is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it as soon as you said that. Yes, it is. Well, obviously, I've bleeped that out, I'm afraid. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is that person. <laughs> There's a lot of fun rumours about him and yeah. taking ladies bedroom, back to his yeah. bedroom, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Lovely yeah. guy. Really, I, I've also Both met him. Both to me and his sexual partners. Also met him and also would approve, agree, very nice guy. Yeah. So um, right. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, to say we've been sidetracked is a wild understatement. Sorry about that. We this. just defamed him. We're fine, aren't we? Well, we haven't said anything. We've bleeped his name We've out. We've said he's a nice person. We said he's a lovely yeah. person. We've bleeped his I name am, out. Well, I definitely will have bleeped his name out. Yeah. It's just, you know. That's fine. Um, to sum up, Ben Shepard's there because he was filming a, a, a piece for GMTV. <laughs> That's why he was there in the first place. He was on set and they just said, do you want to be in this bit? Um, oh. Yeah, it wasn't even planned cameo. So it's just like all his stars aligned. So Ben Shepard keeps chocolate under his bed after sex. <laughs> now we're defaming Ben Shepard. Sorry, Ben. No. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a p- very pleasing uh, cameo spot certainly for the Brits I did want to say that again another really nice example of Joey being a good friend because it's a really sincere thank you to Chandler and a nice gesture inviting him his sort of reasoning for that is very nice yes Although, and no yeah, yeah. <laughs> having said that the very no homo moment kind of ruins it there's a couple of um, strange lines in this episode one from Rachel later which we'll talk about and then one yeah here where they have a lovely moment and they're pouring out their hearts to each other and and phoebe basically i mean the line might as well be look these these men must be women because they're having feelings mm. and it's very strange i can't remember exactly what it is the line it's um she's oh no she says maybe one of these guys wants to wear your dress doesn't she it's yeah, very strange. Like it was a very like men. Men should have feelings. What a weird thing we've just witnessed. Two friends saying nice things to each other. Ugh. It was very much that, wasn't it? Mm. Um, which is strange for season eight. And we say this occasionally, don't we? But I thought they'd have learned by now. I thought we'd have moved on by then. This is pre male nanny though, Dave. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B F before yeah. Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so but but also saying that lovely moment a nice gesture but as Chanda does point out and as we jump to later on he's offering this in lieu of actually paying him back the money he owes him which Thousands as Chandler dollars, reads it yeah. out is substantial 
Yeah. Absolutely substantial. I was trying to do rough maths in my head based on, you know, rent for three years, food, but all that sort of stuff. It's nuts that he never paid Chandler rent, by the way. Like, Chandler's obviously got a well-paying job, but he has paid for, like, in the nicest possible way, there's not many of my friends that I would even be that happy to pay $500 for just one set of headshots for without... Do you know what I mean? Like that 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 feels like a big gesture for a friend. Also in the end, Joey becomes very successful and we can assume makes good money and still isn't keen to pay the money back. Well that's what's interesting, isn't it? He's clearly a big movie star. He's in a movie with Gary Oldman's character, but like in my head, Gary Oldman's character is as famous as Gary Oldman is, you know? Yeah. Um there's there's he's doing fine, isn't he? He can afford to pay his friend back the now here's here's the interesting thing. Someone did it on Reddit, did you know classic, classic internet, and that's good because I started to do it and I thought someone's gonna have done this on Reddit, <laughs> and turns out there was an entire thread about it. So um, taking into account you know rent, food, other specific expenses that they they talked about, um, somebody figured out that Joey owed Chandler by this point a hundred and fourteen thousand two hundred and sixty dollars. Wow, that's very One, specific. Over $100,000, though. That is insane. That is insane. Chandler is not like some web billionaire, you know? <laughs> web billionaire. Not some internet, not some dot-com millionaire. He's like a man just with quite a well-paid job. That's got to be more than his annual salary, Chandler's, right? Yeah, that's true. Easily. Mad. Absolute nuts. Um, so there you go. So yeah, a nice moment, but also, geez, Joey, just give him a bit of cash. <laughs> and then the only other thing to flag about this storyline, really, at this stage, is we don't know the ins and outs of the movie over there and how well it did commercially and, you know, how well it's performed and how well it was critically received. But the early reviews, Pete, aren't good. One man fell asleep and it killed another man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it's, it's not a great... Uh, uh, a great tagline to, to roll into release with, is it? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'll tell you what. Oh, Rachel's hard work in this episode, isn't she? <laughs> 
Rachel does a lot of groaning in the opening few minutes, particularly. Like half of her lines for the first five minutes are just, ugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's got to be horrible. It's got to be hard. And us two men uh, are not qualified to talk about the latter stages of pregnancy and how that affects you and your body and your mental health. But she sort of becomes a, well, I can understand in those final throes of pregnancy, the discomfort, the unhappiness, the frustration, uh, the upset. Um, it turns her into a bully, which I'd say mm. is is a little bit of a leap, but still. Yes, you you sort of happily accept your friend being really upset and really uncomfortable and really moany, but she does turn into a dick, doesn't she? Yeah. Having said that, I do quite enjoy how much they they sort of fear her. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. She becomes like a it's like like a dragon, like a fire breathing dragon walking into the room every time she she enters. It's like it? we used to have a family pet cat who we were all a bit scared of, and she'd come in the room and we'd be like, "Shit!" Really? How how yeah. scared can, were you of the family? Oh, cat? you couldn't pet her. Why? Just not because she she'd nip you. Oh, well, that's you know. But would she would she would she actively attack you though? Uh, yeah, there oh. was only one person who she ever didn't. Her and that was my grandma. Really? My nana. Was it her cat or was it your? Friend? No, it was it was ours. Wow. She's called Lucy. Lucy the She's cat. A prick. <laughs> Don't mean our cat's called Lucy, do you? <laughs> Maybe that's why she was yeah. so pissed. She's angry. Why have you called me that? <laughs> She's getting taunted in the cat playground. She's like, why have you called me yeah. Lucy? And buttons yeah. over there is giving me loads of shit. She had to have both her ears removed. What? Yeah, she it, she was white. So looked like the cat of an evil genius. Right. Um, but white cats are prone to getting skin cancer, and she had skin cancer in both her ears, so they had to remove both her ears. Oh, no wonder she was a bit agitated, <laughs> Pete. <laughs> she just had a ball for her head. If I came and lopped off your yeah. ears, you'd probably nip me. That was in the latter stages of her life. She didn't always have no ears. Oh, right, so she was a prick first, and then she got no ears. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right, the, right. the The bad attitude came first. Fine. Okay, that's interesting. Well, Rachel is very much the cat with no ears in this episode, isn't she? So she <laughs> she came into Central Perk and announces, "That's right, still no baby." Not just the entire coffee shop, but like she seems to be addressing the two strangers on the table behind, doesn't she? Yeah. There's a few of her lines though when she's being really mean that I love that I mean we'll come on to our it's it's gonna I'm gonna mention it now even though it's yeah. one of my favorite lines in the episode it's <laughs> when she's in Monica's apartment and she goes to the bathroom and says if I don't come out in a few minutes it's because I've choked to death on the potpourri stick yeah. <laughs> and it's so like bitter and rude it's great <laughs> yeah no she del- she delivers it well and especially later on when she's um trying to be sexy to get Ross to have sex with her and she's trying she's like this sort of enormous belly but she's- the best bit in that the best like physical bit of that is the sort of clutching at her skirt as she bends down she tries to sort of flatten it out to enable her to fold herself and it doesn't work that's great (laughs) Jennifer Aniston is very very good in this it's just you feel as it's one of the only uh, one of the rare episodes where you really just do side with Ross over Rachel (laughs) like it's not not often I find myself taking Ross's camp on many of their arguments because he's almost always in the wrong but here he is although although Hmm. There is the bit where Ross says that what she's wearing is inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Where but we're led to believe that it's a boiling hot day and she's just in a vest with her pregnant stomach out and that's like that that's not inappropriate. I'd say that was probably not even 
a good thing to be saying back then you know we, yeah. we, we often say oh it was a different time but that just feels like really sort of um, conservative attitude even back then doesn't it to be like you can't possibly have your belly on your disgusting pregnant belly on show wouldn't have cared if it wasn't the pregnant belly would he no it's talking true. of the belly weird isn't it the fake the big fake belly. yes <laughs> um that bit where she has it visibly out yes, uh, yes. The, the, i feel like the color of it isn't that's exactly it it's just it's just it's just a bit distracting isn't it because it's not quite right and you can tell the, the the belly button on it looks a bit odd as well. Yes, it does. It really does. But hey, that might be a very accurate uh, portrayal of a maybe that maybe that's what her belly button's like. A pregnant oh, of Jennifer Anderson's belly button. Yeah, I just meant of a pregnant belly button. You know, maybe 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 it is. Some, I'm sure someone will get in touch and let us know. And, and correspondence, we will be able to give you detailed descriptions of a pregnant lady's belly button. Do you have an innie or an outie, Dave? I got an innie, mate. Yeah, same. Absolute innie. Innies are more common, right? I think so. I think yeah. an outie's like a more of a rarity, more like a little. Uh, you're more special with an outie, but yeah, I'm, I'm certainly uh, got an innie. Well, now we know. <laughs> I imagine most people turn this episode on at the start. I went. I just. It's been over 130 episodes of this podcast, and they've never told us whether they have any outie belly buttons. <laughs> One of these days, I'll finally crack. And today's that day, you lucky people. Um, lots of tips on hurrying pregnancy along by a very calm doctor who just, just, I mean, it feels like a very short but sweet appointment, doesn't it? She's just like, yeah, you, you're not having the baby yet. See you in a bit. Surely, surely there's no, surely there's no scientific, well, is there a scientific link between eating hot food, spicy food and encouraging labour well what I would say is Pete A I'm not exactly I, I don't know that for sure what I know for sure though is that there's certainly no scientific link between the father eating spicy food and yes it's true <laughs> somebody giving pregnant quicker because why is Ross eating stop wasting the spicy food you muppet it's like the doctor's given him some ta- it's like the doctor's given her some tablets to, to help her pregnancy and he's taken half of them it feels like this medical professional is prescribing urban myths. Yeah. Well, the herbal tea, or as she says it, herbal herbal tea, one of the worst American pronunciations of all, because they've just forgotten an H. Um, That doesn't seem that kosher, does it? No. Herbal, have a little herbal tea. Um, But hey, what what do we know? Going on a long walk as well? Feels like, rest yourself up. (laughs) Your body's under a tremendous amount of stress. Don't go hiking. I feel like um, overdue pregnant people uh, walking long distances (laughs) is is, is not going to to, to help. But what do I know? Well, exactly. That is the thing we should say, uh, which hopefully is very clear from our conversation. We are not medical experts, Pete, are we? No, but we have had people listen to this podcast in labour. Yes, we have actually, haven't we? And we have a number of doctors that listen as well. So um, do get in touch and let us know if uh, anything we've said is true, because that's very unlikely, because we're really just, we're guessers. Anything at all, (laughs) ever. Just get in touch and tell us anything at all. Anything, anything you fancy, getting up your chest. Well, we should do that one day. We'll just do like an open call for correspondence, you know? Mm. What's fancy chatting about? Uh, Hashtag AMA. Um... Tell you what the sex recommendation does give us, though, Pete. What does it give us? 
another classic awkward friend scene where Monica's talking about her brother having sex yeah, far too much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Encouraging it. Yep, yep. And I'm not just like in passing, like actively continuing to talk about it and making it weird. And then pimping out her own husband. Yeah, we'll do anything to win a bet. It hasn't made my top five, like top three lines, but Phoebe saying to Monica uh, when she loses the bet, like, now I forget, do you like to lose is a really well like crafted line I really like that and uh, it really sums up why Monica's acting so so Monica Lily in this episode that scene as well um, when Monica and Phoebe come into Central Perth Ross is just sat stroking Rachel's belly yeah <laughs> poor man Sam's spent a lot of time with Rachel at this point and uh, is, is getting the brunt of a lot of the a lot of the um, vitriol, isn't he? But he's, um, he's you know, give him his credit. He's there. He's continuing to try and he's calm present. him down. He's present. He is absolutely present. And then they obviously have this tender moment, don't they, before they go to the hospital that gets referred to later on, sort of the little kiss and the moment of like, oh, is this a thing? Is it all going off? Uh, before we get into the strange storyline of Joey accidentally proposing to Rachel and her accidentally saying yes and all that palaver armor, but we're not there yet. Um, and of course, we must ring the ding, 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 weird line bell when Ross says, I'm not going to make love to you, just so you have the baby quicker. And Rachel says, make love? What are you, a girl? Yes. Um, which is sort of uh, the sister line of Phoebe's men shouldn't have feelings from earlier, which eh, just, just chimes odd, doesn't it? Should we do some best lines? Yes, please. Um, well, I've already mentioned the potpourri one. Yeah. Um, I also love Seriously Breathe Louder, Ross. That's great. <laughs> yeah. When Rachel's really in the thick of being mean. Yeah. And um, there's a couple of good Phoebe lines in this, but I like it when she says, don't anger it about um, <laughs> Ross and Rachel. I also love the way she delivers uh, $100,000 uh, when yeah. Monica says, how much are we betting? It's very flame boy. Um, but my my sort of top three are slightly more subtle, weirder ones, actually, that just really made me chuckle, which was Monica says, Ross isn't here, you snooze, you lose. And Chandler says, he's not snoozing, he's teaching a class. Well, then somebody's snoozing. Fun, yeah. Very, very, um, very funny. Um, Joey's pretending there's a kangaroo in the film and Chandler's sort of playing along. <laughs> yes. And then he goes, there was no kangaroo. They didn't take yeah. any of my suggestions. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was and great. then my absolute number one is the South will rise again, man. Yes, he's dodgy accent. He's really just, again, the way he just, something about the way Joey delivers that line is very, very funny to me. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a real, a real chuckle out loud moment uh, because it, just harks back to Joey Tribbiani being very successful yet very bad actor still. Can I interest you, Peter, in a quiz? From actual Fuff Quizzed Amy. Guess who's back? Back again. Amy's back. Uh, series 7 Tell debut. Her friends, listener. Um, I have the questions before me. Okay. I would like to say right. that when Amy sent me this quiz earlier, uh, she sent me the link and I said, oh, the quiz is back in town. And she said, rolling into my limo when nobody died. And because I hadn't watched the episode by then, I was like, I had to really scour my brain for that quite niche reference in the cold open. And then she said that reference would be very creepy if you haven't just watched the episode. And it certainly was. Maybe that'll end up being question. We'll see. Well, yes. Uh, 
Question one, name all the labour-inducing remedies suggested by the doctor. There are five. Good, right. Annoying. I don't know if it's cheating because I wrote these down and I knew this would come up. So, Herbal uh, tea. Herbal tea, castor oil, long walks, the spicy food and the sexing. All correct. Great news. Question two, how many hours did Joey spend with the dialect coach? Oh. Oh. I did not clock that at all. No. 30? Uh, 20. Incorrect. Name Joey's three other classes. Tap. Oh, yes. He did a tap class. He did a co- stage combat class, I want to say. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, three other classes as well as acting classes. No, because well, no, the first one that gets mentioned is the accents, isn't it? Oh, accents, dialect. yeah, it's dialect, yeah, of course. So is acting another one of them? Oh, maybe. But I can't think of any others then. Uh, yes, acting, stage, combat, tap. Oh, great news. Well done, us. Oh, we got three, sure. <laughs> God, what's going on? Get our money's worth. Well, one for each right answer, you know? Question four. What number's shown on Rachel's ah, vest? Ah, I knew this would come up and I forgot to really pay much attention I to did it. not clock that at all, I'm no, afraid. No, is it the number uh, No, it's the number nine. <laughs> what does Rachel ask Phoebe to get her while she tells her the great story? Iced a tea. Correct. Yes. Concludes the quiz. Good quiz. Thanks, Amy. Nice to have you back um, with us. Do you want to know what's next week? Oh, always. Do you know what? I've feeling that... Tonight's going to be a good night. I hate that song. <laughs> that's that's literally one of my least favourite songs ever. Uh, <laughs> we're staying in season eight. This is, this is just... This is the, I, the last time we're in season eight for a while. I regret us saying no one's requested season eight because now we've had a flurry <laughs> of them. <laughs> And we're going back two episodes. (laughs) To season eight, episode 20, the one with the baby shower. Okay, fine, good. The one with the baby shower. That's your homework for next week's episode of Fwuff. Correspondence will be out Sunday morning, as per usual. Um, That's over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash friends pod, probably. Friends podcast, friends podcast. Something like that. Uh, Friends with friends. Let me click it and see what it says. Friends pod, yes. Good that we're already on top of these things, isn't it? Um, and there'll be a new episode of Joey this week as well, won't there, Peter? Joey with friends? Yes, yes, there will be. Which yeah. uh, really involves us watching an episode of Joey, which is it's not pleasant way to spend your week. But hey, we Unnecessary. are the heroes that nobody ordered. Uh, see, one <laughs> new tagline for the podcast? Mm, I think it needs some work. Yeah, I think it does. See you then. Bye now. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. 
The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.